0: Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Mel Mason. Mel Mason is an international best-selling author, and she's known to the world as the clutter expert. As a sexual abuse survivor, she grew up depressed, suicidal, and surrounded by clutter. What she realized after coming back from the brink of despair and getting through her own chaos was that the outside is just a mirror of the inside. Welcome to the show, Mel. Ah, so great to be here, Gigi. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome, it's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about you and where you are from?
1: Oh, sure, well, I'm from my mom. But anyway, uh, besides that, I'm originally from Massachusetts. I transplanted to Southern California in 2002, and then I made my way out to Palm Desert, California, where I don't think I will ever leave. In June of 2018, I found heaven on earth.
0: I love it now tell us more about what inspired you to become an author hmm Um,
1: it's funny I actually wasn't planning on becoming an author I work with a lot of coaches if you're if you want to get anywhere in life you need to have a coach so I have multiple coaches and I was working with a coach and about getting on podcasts and big-name podcasts and things like that she just looked at me and she's like you need to have a book and I went Well, we won't say that on here, but anyway, um, I was like, well, I guess I have to have a book. So everybody's been telling me I should put all my ideas into a book. I was like, but that's just way down the road. It wasn't in my plan. I had a lot of other things on my plate at the time, but she said I needed to have a book.
0: So I wrote a book in seven weeks and now I have a book. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Now tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life. Mm, Which one? Okay.
1: My biggest challenge probably was um, my journey with clutter. Um, there's been a lot of things that have happened in my life, but I was the cluttered, messy kid. You couldn't walk in my room. My entire floor was covered, um, and it wasn't just stuff. I was completely fine living in filth. I had trash on the floor, stuff everywhere. It didn't bother me. Like, I was, it wasn't on my radar to do anything about it. And what I didn't realize at the time is the outside is just a mirror of the inside. Because on the inside, I was littered with clutter. I was full of repressed emotions from trauma and loss. I was full of resentments, fears, and limiting beliefs, all of that stuff. But I didn't know of any, any of that then. And then already being depressed and having all kinds of stuff happen. I mean, I had sexual abuse, emotional abuse, my parents divorced when I was four. That all happened before the age of 15. And then pretty much had the dark night of my soul when I was 15 years old. And that was losing my older brother to suicide. He was 20, I was 15. And not only did I lose him to suicide, but I was actually living with him at the time. And I was the one who discovered his body. And also in his suicide note he left all of his belongings to me a 15 year old who already had a clutter problem and so as you can imagine with all of that kind of on my plate it was almost the nail in my coffin i wasn't expected to make it to see my 18th birthday alive all bets were off so the fact that i'm standing here today talking to you is an absolute miracle and i was actually kicked out of high school in my sophomore year month after my brother committed suicide for being a danger to myself and others. And what that meant was I had to go live in a residential treatment center for adolescents away from my family and away from my friends <clears throat> for the next year and a half of my life. I lived on campus, I went to school on campus and I just was there in groups and therapy and school months on for a year and a half. But while I was living there, I was introduced to yoga and mindfulness and unbeknownst to me that would absolutely transform my life because as a result of practicing mindfulness on a regular basis when i graduated from there basically within a year i went from being someone who was the cluttered chaotic mess who couldn't it was fine living in filth to someone who spontaneously started to look at the things that had accumulated in my in my environment. And I had to start going through them. I had to start making space. And what I realized was happening years later, I didn't know what was happening then. But when I looked back and realized what was happening years later is that when I was okay living in the field, I was a vibrational match to it. It wasn't, I was there. I was the same vibration. But as I was becoming mindful and being present with my life, I started to raise my vibration. And as my vibration started to raise, what starts to happen is the gap between my vibration and the clutter got so much that something had to be done. I either had to mess the place back up again or I had to clear it to match the inside, you know what I mean? So, but it works from the inside out. So that vibrational shift is what compelled me to start clearing my environment. And the best part about it is because it happens from the inside out, it didn't keep coming back. I was making the space on the outside that matched the inside, because before I was a match to the outside, no longer was I a match. And it continues to affect every area of my life. The more I do it, the more clarity I get. And it's not just about You know, it's not just about removing the inner clutter, but ultimately we are all born with access to the divine. Like the divine is like giving us abundance and trying to flow through us all day long. And we get all this clutter in the way and we're hanging on to stuff and we're resisting stuff and we got all this stuff that gets in the way and it blocks his abundance from coming to us. And so it's our job to remove that clutter so that we can fully receive the bounty from God that he has for us, because he wants to shower us. He wants us to be the best versions of ourselves so we can serve him and help heal this planet so that we can we can do what we came here to do. And it's our job to remove that stuff so that we can do that and be the best version of ourselves. But it was my journey of getting through my own clutter that led me to
0: realize all of this. Amen. We need to remove the clutter. I love that. Very powerful. Now, you mentioned you were suicidal in the past. Mm. When did you decide not to end your life?
1: Um, I didn't. At first, I I had the help of psychiatric institutions keeping an eye on me and not letting me harm myself for a while. Um, And then it just got to a point where I finally got to a place where I didn't wanna die anymore. Like The more I was practicing mindfulness, the more and more I became okay with myself. I wasn't running from myself anymore. And when I wasn't running from myself, I didn't wanna die anymore. I wasn't trying to leave this planet from all the pain. I was able to be present with it and wanna actually be here. And then, then that when you actually want to be here, then you decide you wanna live, then God steps in and shows you where he wants you to go. Once you decide you want to be here. So once I decided I wanted to be here, then the whole journey opened up.
0: Amen. And you but mentioned it
1: wasn't, I mean, there was that was in my younger years, but it there was a time in my life, in my adult life, where I contemplated suicide again. And I got to the point where there was a time in my life where I stopped doing this practice, what I call allowing the now. Everybody calls it, you know, there's mindfulness, there's meditation, there's all that. I teach my clients what I call it is allowing the now. and. I went through a period where I got into a relationship where I just shut my light down because I shined too bright for someone else. I stopped praying, I stopped practicing mindfulness, I stopped reading, I stopped doing anything because my light shined too bright. And about, was it, 2007 to 2013? Was that six years? About six years later, I was pretty much at a point where I was gonna be like, I'm either gonna end my life right now and be done with this, and come back in another body and start all over again. Or I'm going to do whatever it takes to experience my birthright, which is experiencing happiness and abundance. Like I knew that was my birthright. And I made the choice to put myself first and do whatever it took to experience happiness and abundance as my birthright. And in making that decision, I also knew that the whole vibration thing, I was going to choose to raise my vibration, but the person that I was with, the biggest fear was they weren't going to come with me and the gap would get big enough that eventually we would separate, and it took another what was that? I don't know till 2019, um, from 2006 another six years for that to fully un enmesh.
0: Um, but yeah, amen. Yeah, happiness is your birthright. Now, you mentioned in the past thinking you didn't want to let your light shine too bright. Now, for the folks that are listening in today. That may feel that way that they don't want to let their light shine because they're in fear. What if what happens if they do now I, I've, I've spoke with someone on the clubhouse meetings as well. And they said the same thing. I, I'm in fear if I if I let my light shine. So what would you tell those folks. Mm. To just
1: remember your connection to source and that's your light, the source, the God that created the universe. Like that power is beyond any power. It's above all law. It's above everything else. Nothing can touch you when you have the power of God. Nothing can touch you. When you choose to shine your light, nothing can harm you because nothing can harm your soul. Your Your body's
0: temporary, but nothing can harm your soul. Amen. I love it. Now tell us more about the seven steps to manage overwhelm and organize any space. Yeah, absolutely. As a result of getting through my own chaos, I
1: developed a step-by-step process to help you get through the clutter without feeling overwhelmed because people have a tendency when they want to do an organizing project they're gonna take a saturday to do the garage or they're gonna tackle their entire closet all at once and what happens you rip it all out you got good intentions it's all over the bed it's a big chaotic mess and then what happens you get overwhelmed you get frustrated and then you throw it all back in frustration right so then it's worse than it was before so as a result of getting through my own stuff i developed this step-by-step process which um there's seven steps it's preparation like with like fresh start decision time homeward bound uh finish loose ends and form the habit and i'll go into them really quickly because we don't have a ton of time i usually teach this over like a half an hour thing but preparation is really all about um getting prepared not with just the stuff your your containers and all the things that you need but ultimately The truth of the matter is clutter accumulates because of your unwillingness to be present with it and actually look at it. That's why it piles up. And because the outside is just a mirror of the inside, that unwillingness to look at what's going on outside of you is just a mirror reflection of your unwillingness to look within yourself. And so the answer to get free from clutter is actually your presence. The only requirement to get free from clutter is your presence. You have to bring your presence to your life. You have to stop turning away from yourself and turn towards yourself. And when you can do that, that's where the magic happens. So the first part in preparing to get organized is to do the allowing the now practice that I teach. And if you wanna learn more about that, um, just email me. I do a workshop on it. Um, We can get you into the next workshop. but you do the allowing the now practice before you do anything else. And then after you've gotten present, then you're gonna decide what area you're gonna work on, whether it's you know a box, a bag. And when you're deciding what area you're gonna work on, you wanna start small. I kind of have a, a, a rule of like one square foot by one square foot space. Don't go any bigger than that when you're starting to learn this process until you get comfortable with it. And I don't mean a square foot like this six feet high. 12 by 12. So technically a cubic foot, but just the amount of space you want to deal with is about 12 inches by 12 inches. You don't want to take on too much at once. So you choose what area you're gonna work on and then you wanna gather all the supplies that you're gonna need, which is you know, your containers for trash, recycle, donate, and then you wanna grab any cleaning supplies that you're gonna need depending on the area that you're working on. If you cleaned off your nightstand, you need to wipe it down, get whatever you need for that. If you moved a box off the floor that's been sitting there for years, get the vacuum and vacuum the floor, you're gonna to wanna to vacuum the floor after. So after you've prepared to get organized, now you're ready for the actual step-by-step process. And step two is like with like. And all it really is, is just sorting like items with like items, getting all of your office supplies together, getting all your tools together, all your kitchen utensils together, all your craft stuff together, whatever it is, you're gonna sort like with like. So instead of taking your box or your bag or your surface and dumping it out in front of you, you're gonna actually take one item at a time and make the decision about what category it is. Now, one big disclaimer here, Do not decide whether you're keeping it or letting it go here. Two different decision-making processes, two separate steps. Don't combine them. You'll go into decision fatigue. You'll get overwhelmed, and you'll throw it all back in frustration. So just sort everything into general categories first. Once you're done sorting, you're going to have an empty box, a bag, a surface, whatever it is, and you're also going to have everything laid out in front of you in these categories, and you're going to have a visual of what you have. Once you've sorted everything and everything is out in front of you, step three is fresh start. Now, fresh start is a couple things. First, it's cleaning the area that you are working on, but not only that, it's taking a mental break from the decision-making process of deciding what category something goes into and then the next step of deciding whether you're gonna keep it or you're gonna let it go. So you're gonna take a little mental break. You're also just gonna take a moment to acknowledge your progress and look at what you've done so far, because when you see everything sorted out into these categories neatly and orderly in front of you, you actually get a visual of what you have. So you're not wondering if, I, if I've if i got any more of these, it's everything's right in front of you. And that makes it easier for you to make decisions about what you're gonna keep and what you're gonna let go of, but also, If you were to get interrupted, if you were just tired and didn't want to continue, if something happened, because everything is in these nice neat categories, you don't have to throw it all back in frustration. You can contain each category and then come back later, put those bags, boxes away, whatever you contained it in and come back later, taking one at a time when you're ready. Okay. So now you've done fresh start. Now you're ready for your favorite step, decision time, actually deciding whether you're going to keep it or let it go. But it really comes down to just, it's simple. All is required is you actually have to bring your presence to each item. So you have to look at everything. So when you're starting with all these categories in front of you, what you want to do is start with something that's easy for you to make decisions about first. Don't start with the hardest category first. Start with the easiest and work your way up. And work on one category at a time and finish it before you move on to the next one. And that's going to help you build that skill of finishing what you start. So pick one category that's easy for you to make decisions about and take one item at a time and you're gonna look at it. Am I keeping this or can I let it go? If you're keeping it, just set it down. If you're letting it go now, is it trash? Is it recycle or is it donatable? Simple as that, goes into those categories. Next item, continue with that category till you're done and then move on till you've completed all the categories. And when you're done with all the categories, what you're gonna realize is that it shrunk by 30 to 60% without any effort, just by you looking at it. Um, when you're looking at things, if you get stuck on something for more than five seconds, just keep it. It's not about it's not about letting go of everything because you can only let go of so much. It's a muscle you have to build. So if you get stuck, don't worry about it. Just set it down in the keep pile, let go of what you're ready to let go of now and you'll let go of more later. And then you'll see that it shrunk by 30 to 60%. When you've completed everything, now you're ready for step five, which is homeward bound I'm just putting all the stuff away. And we always start with what's easy first. So put the things away that you know where they go first, that they you already know where their homes are. Now, don't worry about going to put something away and opening up the drawer or the cabinet and it being cluttered and messy. You're going to get to that later you can't tackle everything all at once you can only do one square foot at a time so put everything away that you know where it goes first and then address the stuff that you're not so sure about now when you get on those items that you're not so sure about what you want to do is just stop for a minute and get present with yourself and ask yourself okay what do i use this for where are other like items that i do the same thing with and think about what makes sense for you and where it belongs for you. Because ultimately it has to do with what works for you. You can buy all the magazines and the how-to books and all these systems and all that stuff, but those are somebody else's systems for somebody else's space. They're not in your space. You have to figure out what works for you in your space. And that means you getting present with your life, one item at a time. So get everything put away. Once you have everything put away, you're ready for um, to finish up the loose ends, which all that is is taking out the trash, the recycle. If you have any shredding, do the shredding, but most importantly, dealing with the donation stuff. Now, if you're on a regular habit where you're like clearing a little bit every day or once a week, maybe have a, a, a donation area in the garage or in your closet where you can keep adding things to, and then when you have enough, take a trip, um, but make sure the donation stuff is out of your daily view. So you don't go back and pull things back out of it. If you, if you're only going to do something like not going to do anything for another couple weeks, go take that to the donation center, get it out of your house. Don't keep it there. Just move it on. Your only job is to let it go and get it gone so that you can receive more abundance in your life. And then once you have, um, Once you've finished all the loose ends, you've successfully decluttered an area. Now all you have to do is form the habit, which is step seven. And all that is, is just doing it consistently. Start with one day a week for 15 to 30 minutes a day, and then build your way up to working on it seven days a week. Because the bottom line is, we're always accumulating. So you always need to be purging. ABP, always be purging. (laughs) Those are the seven steps to manage, overwhelm, and organize any space in a nutshell. (laughs) I don't know if I breathe during that.
0: <laughs> I love it. You went through it perfectly. <laughs> now, tell us more about your book, Freedom from Clutter, a guaranteed, foolproof, step by step process to remove the stuff that's weighing you down.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It has all those seven steps in it. It has my story in it. It talks about all the different types of clutter the inner clutter, the outer clutter. You know, because when people hear the word clutter, all they think of is the stuff that piles up around us. But what they don't realize is that that clutter is just a symptom. And we all have the same inner clutter as humans because none of us get out of life unscathed. And it just, it manifests differently for all of us. Some of us, we have clutter. Some of us we're completely OCD and super rigid. Other of us need to have a couple glasses of wine when we go home at night. Or some of us are shooting Botox in our face or binging and purging or, you know, whatever it is, We all we all have our thing that our inner clutter expresses itself as externally for us. So doing this process, the allowing the now process will affect the clutter in every area of so us. If you struggle with drug addiction, it will help with that. If you, you know, are constantly shooting Botox, it'll help with you being more accepting and loving of yourself exactly as you are. So it helps in every area of your life, not just the physical clutter.
0: That's very powerful and very true. Now tell us more about <laughs> time where you experience an aha moment on your life journey. I say that again? Tell us more about a time where you experienced an aha moment on your life journey. Hmm.
1: The aha moment that just came to mind was in the <laughs> middle of a marriage that was unhealthy, realizing that I made the what I thought was the wrong choice to be with someone, but then realizing that as hard as that marriage was, the, the 12 years we were together, that she was actually my greatest teacher and I learned the most lessons and grew the most Through those 12 years.
0: That is very inspiring. Now, what would you tell someone who has gone through the divorce that's not really sure about where to go next and that may even be thinking about ending their lives? Mm.
1: Yeah, well, if you're thinking about ending your life, please get help. Speak to someone. Talk to someone. Don't don't be alone. Um, But ultimately when when i was going through my divorce the the best thing that i could do for myself was to love myself unconditionally and give myself permission to feel whatever i was feeling and allow the grieving process to happen exactly as it needed to and what that looked like was you know i would be bawling my eyes out sometimes and then it would be good but and then there would be days where i'd be fine there are other days where i was like these huge crashing waves but what i was able to do is no matter what i was able to meet myself right where i was and just acknowledge okay today's one of today's 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 a crashing wave day kind of thing today's a heavy day i don't have to label it i'm sad or i'm this there's just a lot of sadness there's a lot of heaviness and i could be with it and i could cry and then you know life is You still have appointments and you have to function. So how do you function while you're grieving and all that stuff without denying your emotion? So a tool that I have that I employed is when I would be going from appointment to appointment and I couldn't be bawling my eyes out and I needed to kind of have a clear, fresh face is when the emotion would come up. Instead of denying it, I would acknowledge it. I see you. I know you're there, but I this is not the time. So I'm going to put you in the waiting room for now. I'm going to go serve my client and then I'm going to come back to you and I would come back. And I would be with it and I would allow it to be. And then, oh, now you got to go to the waiting room. Now i got to go do this and whatever, and just rode the wave and let it do whatever it needed to do. And for me, it took about a good year and a half before that heaviness and that real, like that sadness that I was carrying in me really started to shift and really started to move from being willing to hold that loving space for myself and just allow it. And now there's just this really big space there with a lot more awareness that
0: wasn't there before excuse me. Awareness truly matters. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Can I say that again? What is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? You know, the ultimate is to be
1: the best gift that you can do to to walk with purpose and live with happiness is to be present with yourself, be willing to meet yourself right where you are and be willing to show up and suit up and serve God. Because when you can serve God, you got all the power backing you in the world. and. That's where our happiness comes from. When you remove the clutter, you can walk in happiness because there's nothing blocking the way. I mean, there, we, we were just born to be happy and abundant in every area of a life because you can't you can't help the planet if you're not happy and you're poor. Like God wants us to be rich and God wants us to be abundant so we can do great things. He wants to work through us. And if we're depressed and we're anxious and we're poor, we can't do that work. So we need to do our work to clear the way so that he can work through us. Amen. That's how you can be
0: happy and walk with purpose. I love it. Mel, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Where can the audience find you? Ah, please find me at uh,
1: declutteringspaces.com, but I do have a free gift. Is it okay if I give your, gift, your audience a gift? Yes. So uh, what I like to do is I don't believe in clutter. I don't want you to take any more clutter. Even though I wrote a book, I don't want it to clutter up your house. So if you'd like to read the full Length PDF of my book, Freedom from Clutter. You can download the whole thing at free gift from
0: Mel.com. My gift to you. Thank you, Mel. My and pleasure. now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Mel at declutteringspaces.com. And remember, Mel is known as the clutter expert, not the declutter expert. And Mel, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome.